Okay. <clears throat> I want to explain this week about, about the Parsha and tie it into the tragedies that we lately have seen. So in the in Parsha's Ve'edu, it says, Lechein, Emoilem Ne Yisruel, Tel Klali Soni Hashem, Vatseisi Eschem Metacha Sivelois Mitzrayim. I'll take you out of the burden of Mitzrayim. Sivelois, then it says, Vatsalti Eschem, Naavaydu Som. I'll save you from the work. Vagalti Eschem, Mizrayin Atiyu. I'll redeem you. Take you for a nation. So the Rishalma says, and we know that everyone knows that, that these are the four languages of Geula, and that's why we have the four cases we drink. Arabic cases, the four cups that we drink, represents the four expressions of Geula. So first let me explain you know, how the Rabban explains it. First it says, <clears throat> was the first thing was, you're not going to be slavery. Slavery was abolished. Couldn't force someone off the street and make him go to work. They abolished slavery, period. Second part, he said, slavery could be abolished, but they could tax. Through history, the Jewish people had the Jew tax. Especially with Ashkenazim, when they lived in the ghettos, the Jews had to pay. You know, that's what many colonies, when the, any empire took over the state, they demanded taxes just because we want you to pay taxes. We want money. There was the Roman Empire and so on and so forth. So the second thing the Rabbi Shalom said to Claudius so I not only did I take you away from, the, from slavery, I do so you don't have to work for them. I mean, you don't have to work to pay the burden of the taxes. Then we get alti you. So the Rabban says that means after Kiriyas Yamsev, the Kalisul went through the Yamsev, that's finally they caught the breath, as we say, because they saw that now the Mitzrayim all died, the Mitzrayim, they drowned in the, in the Yamsev, so they felt a sigh of relief. You see enemies drowning, like it was very traumatizing. Like people, I've heard this from people who are traumatized, it's good to see the guy who beat you up in, in prison, you know, in prison gar garbs. It's the Kalisul, you know, we're always feeling, looking back. When they saw the Egyptians in time Mitzrayim, the soldiers drowned in the ocean. So he said, Now you redeemed us. Then he says, When Shlom says, I'll take you for a nation which represents, then there's a very interesting, the passage goes on. So now we have four. Four expressions of Gula. But then the person goes on, the most important thing is, I am your God. This is the most 
important thing. See, a person, I always have said this, a person could do, be Jewish by any different ways. He keeps Shabbos, and he keeps Kashas, and he keeps Taras and Mishpacha, and the Yom Tov, and he give, you know, many different aspects. He's careful between, uh, respects his friends, doesn't speak Loshanara, but there's a part which it totally says, Idatem, my whole thing that I took you out, I want you to know Kani Hashem. That is very important. And it takes a lifetime to recognize that I'm Hashem. Because the Rebbeinish Loilam has hidden himself in the, in the world, in the nature of the world. No one wakes up and sees, I feel the presence of Hashem. You have to work very hard to say we feel the presence of Hashem. But these are the four Lashonis of Geula, which the Chassidim translate not just physically as it was then, spiritually, that when a person elevates himself on a very spiritual level, he becomes slowly realizing there's Hashem in the world. And of this is there's levels of levels of levels, but this is very important. It's uh, it's I I give the Moshe Lois is a married couple, each one does exactly what the, the the marriage does physically. You know, does the shopping and makes sure, sure there's food on the table, roof over their head, and then she does the cooking and she raises the children. If there's no warmth flowing from each to each other, it will never last. We, Baruch Hashem, we keep the mitzvahs, we do the details, but if we don't have warm flowing back and forth from Hashem, it's not going to last. And this is the datum to know Hashem, to be aware and be connected to Hashem. The connection to Hashem, that is, takes the four languages of Gulab to get us out of the, of the, the Gashmias and to realize about the, the, Hashem is um, the greatness of Hashem. So, but you know, we, that's to explain this. That's why we have four cases at the seder. That's why we have Arbu Bunem. You know, but the seder we have the Chacham and the Tam and, and, and the Rasha and the Shein the Elisha. We have the Arbu Bunem. That's also the. There's always the number four. Always is mentioned. So you know. I pointed out in Shul that there was, it's amazing, that four people got murdered in Harnoif in the middle of Davening. And then four people got murdered out of Shabbos going shopping for Shabbos. It's really frightening that four, both places it was at Dvar Mitzvah. Both places people didn't think it was dangerous. If anyone knows a little about Israel, Harnoif always was felt sort of a safe place. It's like out of the neighborhood, and it's easy, to, very difficult to get into there. People felt always much safer in Hanover than any other place, and that's still almost. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, while the davening, such a tragedy happened. And in France, going, all they did, these four people were going shopping for Shabbos, and four people were murdered. So, you know, to explain this, there's a very interesting thing. In, in the Parsha. There's four Lishoines, what we mentioned, four languages of Gula. This also represents 
in the Pasig in Shmois, four times it says the name of Shem Alekim in the Pasig. Because really, there's a very interesting concept which the Rizal says. Klal Yisrael was supposed to be in Mitzrayim much longer. The Rabbani Shalom took him out much quicker because Klal Yisrael fell into the, almost into the 50th gateways of Tumah. They nearly slumped into the Tumah. And the Rabbani Shalom saw that if you're going to stay too long, it's not going to be good. So he took them out prematurely. You know, as I, as I, I always like to point this out, that Etzisol is a place that's a troubled place because it was made prematurely before Mashiach came. And, and the same way, not just um, Etzisol, is the same way it's true about a child born prematurely also has difficulties, a child born prematurely. There's also, there's a part of things that's premature, that makes it not, makes it difficult. So Claudius soul came out of Mitzrayim early, and that, because, to, let me try to make this simple. Yosef introduced a very inter- interesting concept. Yosef said to the people in Egypt, when there was a hunger, and everyone gave up everything that they had. He was the hungry. They sold themselves into a slave. Not only did they gave up the property, they literally sold themselves into slavery. And what happened was that Yosef says, you know, you guys are bankrupt. All you have to give me is one-fifth you pay me, and four-fifths you keep yourself. From now on, you plant. 20% will go to the government, to, the, to, to Paray. And the, the, the other percentage, four-fifths, you're able to keep. The idea of bankruptcy, Yosef introduced. So the Bala Mikibolam says a very, very profound thing. Klal Yisrael is supposed to be 430 years in Golas, according to the Pasik. They were only there 86 years. Because you take a fifth of 430, it'll be exactly 86. Klal Yisrael suffered only 86 years, but that's how old Miriam was. When came out of Mitzrayim, Miriam was 86 because from the day she was born, the trouble, the depression was terrible. And that's why Amram called the Miriam the bitterness that was going around. And from then, only 86, one-fifth of the 430. Because that was sort of, we could tolerate one-fifth. That's why it says, Chamishim Olimineisol. The other four parts is we have to go into Golis in the four Golias. And we know that we are into Golis and exile, the four different exiles till Mashiach comes. That is a ticking which we haven't finished yet. The end is, the, we're going to have a ticking to the end. But what we see from this is that very often, the Rebbein sends messengers or things happen is to make us be awake. Because the whole thing at the part 30 says, Vidatem Keni Hashem. Data means be aware. You know what I mean? It's like uh, I hear sometimes, uh, you know, people, uh, couples especially, are you aware I'm here in the room? Are you in your newspaper reading? Are you aware I'm here? 
the weirdness of, be, of having a relationship with Hashem is the most important in a spiritual way. Just to be aware, when I got up this morning, I'm going to live a day, I'm going to live a devoted life to Hashem. I'm going to keep, I'm going to do exactly what Hashem wants of me. I told someone who's going through a very, very tough time in business, very tough, said to him, get up, you have to go to the business, just say, I'm doing your will that you said I have to make a living to support my wife and children. And help it be easy. Just saying it out makes a person much more spiritual, makes it a different side emotionally helps a person, but when you say it out, the Zoe says, it brings a certain kedusha into your work when you say it out. So the Zoe says a very interesting thing. When you talk, it has an incredible impact. You know, the odd woman who say, when well, you could talk to your plants and you see an effect. I heard this on my own wife. You know, if you talk to a plant and it has an impact on the plant, the dibber of has an incredible impact power, the talk, the speech. So when a, the Zoe says, in Kedusha it has an impact, in negativeness also has a terrible impact, the Zoe says. So when a person says it out, that he has a, you know, things are going out in his life, and he says it out in a positive, you know, I'm doing this for the sake of Hashem. I'm doing this, you know, this tough thing that I'm doing, which I'm uncomfortable, is because that's my obligation. Help me do it the right way, brings a Kedusha. So he says a very interesting thing. There were two Marcus that have the same letters. It's one of the riddles usually ask children in, in Cheder. The two Marcus, one is Dever. Dever was the plague of the animals died. And one was Borod. Borod is the hail, fire hail that came down. They both spelled exactly the same way, just the letters uh, uh, differently. But <clears throat> Dever... Is Dalad Beis Reish in Borod's Beis Reish Dalad the same letters that they both represent the, uh, the if you have the vowels differently it means to talk Daber so the word Dever Borod is also Daber to talk because these two markers represent a very very powerful thing that the Dibir in Klali's soul was in Golis. Meaning to talk was in Golis. I, I joke about it in my shul all the time. And I say, I have a proof that the Dibber is in Golis. And I tell them, the men, they're in the shul, they cannot stop talking sometimes. And they came home, and the wife asked them, what happened? Nothing. Anything doing? Nothing. But you are in the shul? Nothing. It's like in all of them, in the shul, they can't stop talking. When you finally get home, Wife wants to hear your voice. I can't talk, and there's nothing going on. Same thing is with is 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 Yoshin Hara. I always tell people, no one asked me Hilchas Lushin Hara. We really, it's a, you shouldn't be talking. Stop gossiping. People call me. I'm allowed to say by shidduch, by shidduch. Even though maybe you didn't have to say, maybe you shouldn't have said it even. But there's no sin if you say. Listen, you want to know. The family has issues, or the, this is a person is, uh, you know, is not well, or there's an illness in the family, or one person was in jail. I mean, if the guy wants to know what type of a family, if he doesn't ask, you don't have to say, but if you said, it's not the worst thing, because the person has a right to know 
but family is getting into a situation that but no one ever called me middle of a gossip. You know, Rabbi, it's, you know, we're sitting here at the table, and can I say this Loshnara? Because the Dibber really is in Golos. When we need to talk, we don't talk. You know, when, when, we, sh when, when we should talk, we don't talk. So, the, so what I'm saying is that's why the two makas, one represents Dever, one represents Bura. There's a long explanation why these represent the Dibber. Because Dever was the animals that died. The animals, see, to explain this, Maka of Dever, you know, try to imagine that all, you know, traveling will stop. You know, the world that we live in lives on that we could move things on four wheels. You know, everything that we have, that we food, that what we have is strictly from movements. You know, uh, I always tell, I always joke with my children, and I say to them, how come we have grapes all year round? I once took my daughter, and she was 12 years old, one of them, and I said to her, you know, do you notice that we have grapes? It's middle of the winter. Oh, she thought grapes grow well. No, no, grapes don't grow all the time. I went to Ralph's, and I showed her, it says chili, I'm chili grapes. And I mean, we live, the world became so small, that we move everything around. In those days, the, everything was moving was the animals. If all the animals die, it'll be chaos for the economy. Dever caused the economy to collapse in Egypt. Try to imagine all the trucks and cars cannot be traveling now. Even 20% of them. Imagine 80% of them, or even 50% of them. So Dever, it was a, a terrible, and that represents the animals, the, the, the morale explains, the animals represents are the ones who don't talk. We humans have the power of speech, and the animals are, are called not a medaber, the opposite of power of speech. And the Bonisho wanted to show to the Egyptians in, in the Mitzrayim, the Dibba was in Golis, and he, the fifth marker was Dever, and Borod, came down hail, was making noise, such a noise, the Pasuk says, it was just frightening the noise of, of Barad. Because to teach us, one of the things that he says all the time, because the Dibber is in Golas. People, I, when I encourage people to meditate, they have such a hard time, he says, why don't you just sit down and talk to Hashem? It's amazing, we could talk about everything sometimes, silly things, but just talking to Hashem, we have such a hard time. So, you know, this is why Mitzrayim was the Golas of the Shechina, Golas of the Dibber, because the Dibber represents the Shechina. Because when a person talks to Hashem, he literally invites the Shechina into his heart. See, Rav Nachman says, even in a, in a very profound way, he says, the dibber that a person has goes with him no matter what. He gives a marshal, it's called the aim, the mother who follows the baby wherever she goes. Once upon a time, he didn't put children into a uh, into kindergarten. The mother took care of the children. But I'm saying, it's, it's a marshal, the madness, the say, 
The Eim Habona means that the Dibber is like a mother to the child. Your Dibber is with you all the time. So no matter how dark things sound to you and how depressing sounds to you, if you just open your mouth to start talking to Hashem, it makes an unbelievable relief. But we just don't do it. It's like a person could eat something so hungry, we don't do it. Just saying out to Hashem, you know, I am going through a tough time, or I'm depressed, or my panos is not working well, or I just, whatever it's going on, or I feel so distant from you. Just to say what's on, what's on your mind, to speak it out, is very difficult for many people. This is called, this is why it's called the Dibris and Golos. Yeah, I mean, people who, who, who deal with Sean Baez always say people have a hard time communicating. You could talk and talk and talk, but you don't communicate. You know, you could say, you could talk about everything. You could talk about sports, you could talk about how the news, but talk about issues that's important for the husband and wife. Very many people have a very hard time just to say, you know, I'm hurt or this is not working for me. Instead of just, you know, just to say clearly, this is not good for me. I'm, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, but just to say, people have a hard time. That represents that the, the koyach that we humans have is the dibir, is in golas. And the more you're able to talk to Hashem, the more you get closer to Hashem. See, a, a couple could be talking all day long, anyone, anyone who's married long enough would say, you could spend the whole day with your wife, and then she, your wife turns around to you and he says, I don't feel connected to you. And it sounds familiar. That's because the woman wants not just to talk. They want an emotional connection. Sounds familiar. They want an emotional connection. They don't want just to talk. You could talk about the news. You could talk what happened to our neighbors. And you could talk what happened to this. The emotional connection is what sometimes men especially, but even women, some have a hard time saying, I appreciate you, or just saying, you know, I'm hurt, or how much you mean to me. I, I tried to help a young couple. I said to him, I want you to tell your newlyweds, so I said, I want you to tell you, Carla, you're the most important person in my life. He had a hard time saying it. I was like a little bit shocked. I didn't think that would be such a hard thing to say. But I realized he had a very hard time. I don't know if he said it, no idea, but I told him that's what he should focus on. We have a hard time saying something that's real. That's real. The truth is, your wife is the most important person in your life. Children come and go, parents will come and go. You don't live with your parents, you live with your wife, and they take care of each other. The same thing, us, our relationship with Hashem, not realizing that Hashem is the only thing in our life, honestly. And to talk to Him and make it real, and to incorporate it and feel Hashem is the one who created me, and Hashem is with me in every inch of my life, every pain, every sorrow, every happiness. But that takes, you know, takes. Davening, it takes learning, it takes to keep Shabbos and keep Yantav and Kashas. All the mitzvahs together, the Zohar explains, helps a person to know that Hashem exists. Because we do know it's so far distant. It's distant in our mind. To feel it right at home with you all the time, that is, that is called Hamtokas Hadinim. 
Because when a person becomes more aware of Hashem, the, the light of Hashem shines into his situation. The more light we can bring out to shine out of ourselves, the bunch of light, the better we are. And it's it, it's up to us. The, the more we realize that Hashem is with us, that helps us enormously. The biggest proof to this is Moshe Rabbeinu was a kvat pair. Tori says it three times Moshe Rabbeinu could not speak. You know, Moshe Rabbeinu, some learned it was stuttered, some learned he burned his lip. I, I want to quote Ramban because it's such a fascinating thing. The Ramban was a very early commentary. He asks, why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu daven to Hashem to heal him from his... Uh, the handicap of talking, he couldn't talk well. The Rabban says an incredible, profound insight about us humans. He says that Moshe, you know, the story was how the story was Moshe Beni was sitting as a young child in the lap of Paroi, because Basia was raising him. He took off the crown of the head of Paroi and put it on his own head. So the people around him said, uh oh. This, you know, king, you have to be careful of him. So there was an argument. Does he really know what gold means? Or is he doesn't know? So they were going to test him. So there had been two plates, one with gold, one with coals. He was going to put his hand onto the gold. But a malach came, he put his hands onto the coals. And he quickly put it to his mouth. And he burned his lips. And he became a kvat pair. He stuttered or some handicap of speaking he became. So the Ban says, Moshe Beni did not want to pray to Hashem to take it away because he wanted to remember for the rest of his life the incredible miracle. The nature of us humans are, if we get into trouble, we immediately tell ourselves we're going to do something good, we'll behave, we'll give tzedakah, we'll make sure to make up, make peace, whatever. When a person is in trouble, he takes it on as soon as the trouble passes over and things become better, we forget all our commitments. So Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to hold on to this commitment. He wanted to be stuttering to remind them what a danger he was that Hashem saved them. But the, the, the Zoya says that the reason Moshe Rabbeinu was a Kvat pair represents, the Kvat pair represents the Dibir was in Golas. The speech was in Golas, and but when we come out of Golas, the more you talk to Hashem, the more you daven, the more you learn, the more you speak good word. See, to bring it another way, I always tell people the Dibras in Golas, we know how to criticize incredible well. To compliment, we have to go buy a car, card, otherwise we don't know how to compliment. Don't know how to say thank you, I don't say I love you, I don't know how to say appreciate it. Hallmark, I, you know, I didn't know this. Someone's explained to me. Hallmark is a billion-dollar business. I, it's not just a small. This small card became, became a billion-dollar business because we don't know how to say nice things. No one goes to Hallmark to find things of criticism. I challenged one of my daughters once, and, and she says she'll find. 
She went to the valley. There's a store, a big home art store, but the whole store is only cards. She was looking. She found finally a criticism for a teenager who doesn't clean up her room, how her mother criticized her in a nice way. But you know why? No one, no one needs homework to clean up. We know how to do it perfectly. When we're two years old, we know how to scream, pout, criticize. To be nice, it's a conscientious do. You got. You have to think about it. I want to be nice. I want to be warm. I want to compliment. I want to appreciate. You gotta do it consciously. Negativeness has its own machine and comes by itself. As, as this Pesach, I, uh, I pointed out to my wife and I said to her, "It looks like you know my two grandchildren went to the same yeshiva. My two grandchildren." two-year-olds, one from Lakewood and one from uh, Borough Park. They went to the same yeshiva because they put up the same tantrum. No. You know, children know how to do exactly the tantrum how to do. It's just built into us to be critical and how to be disrespectful. You want your child to respect, you got to teach the child to respect. You got to teach yourself to be uh, respectful. You got to teach yourself to speak nicely. You got to teach yourself to speak Humbly, not to use foul language. Otherwise, automatically, we do the, the dibber it goes in a very strange, negative way. I have challenged people, challenged my own children, uh, that they'll notice that they criticize a lot more than they compliment. Of course, they're going to say, tell the teenager that. Absolutely not, Abba. That doesn't. One time I put a tape recorder just for the meal and tried to listen afterwards. Boy, we were surprised. We, 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 you know, it's, uh, why is there no salt in the soup? How, why don't you pass the salt already? Instead of saying, you know, I like it a little bit salty. It's, Ma, soup is delicious. Can you please pass me the salt? It wasn't that way. It was, why is it not salty? Why don't you pass me the salt already? You don't even realize it. You know, you, we do it in, in a so, we do it so uh, not realizing it's just amazing. It, in everything, because that, all this shows how the dibber is in Golas. And you, to make your speech positive, you have to work on it. You have to make your talk to Hashem is, is its work. Talk nonsense, everyone could talk nonsense. Unimportant things you can, you want you want you hear people talk talk about sports, they talk about you know they argue about politics, but to talk important things they have a very difficult time. Talk about issues that you struggle have a very difficult time. So in the in Mitzrayim it's called the Dibba was in Golos when the left Mitzrayim sort of it came out of the Golos. And the biggest goal is, is that we should recognize the greatness of Hashem. We don't. No, we don't wake up feeling Hashem is with us, that Hashem created us, that Hashem gave to us, that what we are is the will of Hashem. That is so far pushed away by us.
them, yeah. It's true, but it's, yeah, that's true. The truth is that a petition helps a person stay focused and do the right thing. The proof is in, in so many different ways. You know, we daven three times a day. It's, we daven the same thing, but that helps us be focused. Even in a couple, you would like to hear from your wife, I love you. Say, I told it you last week. You don't have to hear it today. I have to hear it a few times a day. You know, that reinforces whatever, you know, what's going on. The davening to Hashem three times, the making a bracha, everything you eat, reinforces, again, the dibber reinforces that we are connected to Hashem. That's why you make a hundred brachas a day, to just feel connected, because, you know, disconnection goes very easy. Because we disconnect very quickly from Hashem because the, the body demands so much from us. You gotta eat, you gotta sleep, you gotta shower, you gotta take care of yourself, and such a demanding thing. To, so we, we, it takes us away from what spirituality is. That's why we need much. No one has to remind us that we have to eat. I always joke about that. The body would scream to you if you didn't eat or if you didn't sleep. It's going to give you a hard time. Our spirituality, if we don't focus on it and repeat it, it's not going to work. It's like you never hear anyone saying, you know, I feel terrible. I missed Mencha. And it's just terrible. I missed Mencha. You know, my soul feels horrible. If you miss the supper, yeah, one, of my, one of my children oh, found the four in the morning. What's going on? He says, I, you know, we went out yesterday and I didn't eat supper and I went to bed hungry. She got up in the middle of the night to eat something. The body lets you know hunger, tired, fatigue. But spiritually, we didn't dive in, we don't connect to Hashem. Okay, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll start tomorrow. You never say to yourself, you know what, we forgot to eat today, we'll eat tomorrow. We have to eat every day, we have to sleep every day, yes, you gotta sleep every day, you gotta eat every day. Spirituality doesn't scream that way. That's why we have to feed it, like he was saying, we have to continuously feed it and listen to it over and over. That's why I encourage so much, you know, I. This is not just my encouragement. Tanya was the one, and the Menachem Rester says to take an hour's time of meditation. So I tell this to people that look, they say, who could do it an hour? You know, there are people who don't have a mitzvah to do it, and do it so easily. They go meditate in yoga for an hour. I met another person this week, who uh, last week was it, uh, he does yoga, and he did, no, no problem. He does it uh, almost an hour a day, he says. And he, he doesn't do it as a religion. He does it. It's health-minded. He calms his system. He has a whole explanation to me 
why does it? But it's difficult, it's discipline, it's enormous amount of discipline to sit in the yoga position is enormous amount of discipline. So this is what we have, this is, when it comes to a mitzvah, the Yitzhah doesn't want, you could just sit down, 10 minutes start. I tell people start, one. just sit and close the phone, and it's you and Hashem, and write down, whatever is bothering you. If not, you know, sometimes I cannot talk. You know what I say to Hashem? I am so stressed and so confused and so many things in my mind. I have no idea from where to start. That alone, just all of a sudden, you could start. Because you first, the first thing that's on your mind always is things that frustrate you. Unfortunately, we don't, it's not our mind, hi, I would love to love Hashem. The first thing our mind is, this is not working, and, you know, this one should have a refuge, or whatever is going on in your life, the things that you feel. But you say to Hashem, this is what's going on in my life. I would love you to help me with this, or find inner peacefulness, find peace around me, find the easy panasa, should get along with the, my neighbor or my in-laws or my who knows whom better. But you just say what's in your mind right now, right there, in the moment. And the more you say it, the more you'll notice you get connected to Hashem. And then you could talk to Hashem that here I am, help me not waste my life away. Sometimes people live a whole life and it's a waste. Help me do the mitzvahs correctly. Help, you know, whatever is on your mind. That'll be for shidduch for yourself, a shidduch for your child, a shidduch for your friend. And I, you know what? Hashem loves when we nudge him. Imagine, he says, I love when you nudge me. I love you when you bother me. I always tell this to people that if you didn't call home, who was annoyed with you? Your mom or your dad? If your father says to you, you just called me, why are you calling again? Mom says, you haven't called in two days. And the father says he's learning yeshiva. He doesn't have five minutes to call his mom. La Havdil, I say, the Shechina represents the mother. Hashem wants to hear from us all the time. He created this enormous universe. He wants to hear. He wants to be connected to us. He's longing to be connected like a mother who wants to connect to her children. And even when, the, when, when we, the, you know, when the mother punishes a child, it's on the mother's mind the whole time that what's going to be with my son? I once said over a story over here, nothing to do, I just found it on the table and the shoe once. A writer writes a story that is so profound, she didn't mean to live for this, but the story was, she writes a, a scene that she saw in Yerushalayim. says there was a... <coughs> If I remember the story correctly, was a lady had a house full of children, and she got a gift from her father, an encased flower for her birthday. It was in the middle of the table. It was this nine-year-old was putting on a tantrum, and it was misbehaving. Finally, he he knocked over this 
flower, broke it, and she just had it, and she kicked him out of the house. All of a sudden, the house became quiet. Everyone is doing the homework. She's washing the dishes. And it's getting twilight, it's getting sunset. It's getting the shkia. And her son, her tzaddik, is out there. And she goes to the door, and from the, you know, she noticed from the darkness, child come running and runs into the mom, I'm not gonna do it. She says, you know who was crying? The mother was crying. The child, because, which, you think when the mother kicked him out, she felt great while she was doing the dishes and her mind is, what's with my tzaddik out there? The same thing as the Rabbani Shleilam. When he punishes us, we think he doesn't care about us. He's thinking, Kavayocho, what's, what's going to be with my with this? Because the ultimate, ultimate is that Rabbi Yishon wants the best for us. So, I want you to take my challenge, two things. Smile a whole day. And you'll, uh, I've heard this from people who took my challenge more than once. And they said that it was uh, a whole different day. Someone, a man told me that he knew he was going to have such a hard day in business. It was chaos and he's working for someone else. He knew the boss is going to be furious when things happen. And I told him, just walk all day with a smile. He said, it was unbelievable how, how it helped him. Every one of us, just walk around smiling. And the Yitzhak <clears throat> tells you, why smile? Why not? If not smiling will make your day better, then don't smile. If being angry will make your day better, if powering make your day better, and we all know that unhappiness, powering, criticism doesn't make you feel better. Second, take time for yourself. It's incredible helpful, emotionally and maybe spiritually, just to sit and talk to Hashem. It's very, very powerful. Okay. <clears throat>